0: These are the kind of weeks that you dream about if you're a college football fan. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. And as we get you ready for a big week in the conference, uh, do us a favor if you could. Do me a favor. And I'll do a favor for you. Leave a rating and a review on the podcast because we've got Heartland College Sports koozies that I personally send out to you. When you leave us a rating and a review, and you send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. It would mean the world to me if you would do that, and um, really appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Boy, oh boy, this is as good as it gets. Back-to-back games. Kansas State, Iowa State, in action, followed up by Bedlam on Saturday. Of course, in Norman, College Game Day is going to be in town. How nice of College Game Day. To actually show up, how about that, huh? College game day, showing up at a Big 12 game, first time since the OU Baylor game uh, last year. So, all good stuff. This is exactly the weekend where you want to just sit back, kick back on the couch, not be bothered, have a couple of beers, and just enjoy yourself because you only get a few of these Saturdays every single year. Where, by the way, not an 11 a.m. kickoff and a 3:30 kickoff or 11:30 and or 11 o'clock and 2:30. You've got 3 o'clock into 6.30, and no 11 a.m. kickoff this week for the Big 12. How about that? It's pretty big-time stuff. Good job, Fox and ESPN. First time in a while you got something right. You know, that's great. Absolutely great. You love, love to see it. And it's really make or break for the conference this weekend. I mean, they are essentially Big 12 championship elimination games is what they are. Now, I know on my Sunday podcast show, if you're on the radio, we do an every Sunday podcast show that's only on the podcast, not on the radio, so go find that. But I mentioned that this Farmageddon is basically a Big 12 elimination game between Iowa State and Kansas State. And Iowa State's fans tweeted at me and said, well, there's still a pathway. I get there's a pathway. I'm not saying there's not a pathway. But for all intents and purposes, you look at this game, uh, and if Iowa State doesn't win, their path to a Big 12 title becomes more difficult. Not impossible, but more difficult because they'll be at 5-2 and two, and Kansas State would then be at 5-2 and two in conference play and they each would have two games left and they each have to play Texas. So K-State would have the tiebreaker in that scenario. Not impossible. I'm not saying it is. But I am saying that basically these have become Big 12 elimination games uh, for the conference title. Iowa State, Kansas State, and Iowa State's a heavy favorite, and Oklahoma's a heavy favorite over Oklahoma State. Uh, So we know what the betters think is going to happen in each of these games. But let's look at the history here, right? Like Kansas State seems to have, in many cases, Iowa State's number, especially, especially in the Matt Campbell era. I mean, just look at the last couple of seasons, right? You got to go back to... 2007, that's the second time you got to go back 13 years outside of 2018 when Iowa State won by four. Kansas State has won every matchup going back to 2007 outside of one. That's it. 2008, K-State, 2009, I mean, and then the whole decade. Since then, Kansas State has won every game except for two years ago in 2018 when Iowa State won by four points. Last year was a shocker, by the way. I picked Iowa State in last year's game, and K-State had a comfortable 10-point victory. So, you know, it's a rivalry game, and it's becoming quietly one of the better rivalries in the Big 12. We always talk about Oklahoma taking on uh, Texas, obviously, at the top of the list. You know, we talk about Bedlam, uh maybe the sunflower showdown if KU wasn't so bad as a good rivalry you know basketball it's solid but ever since realignment you know Nebraska A&M Colorado and Mizzou all leaving you've been looking for those new rivalries and farmageddon was always a decent rivalry but I actually think it's becoming one of the better rivalries in the big 12 conference because down in the state of Texas you know, TCU, Baylor, you would say that that's a pretty good rivalry, right? I'd say it's a pretty good game. Those two schools can't stand each other. And then all the Texas schools think that they are rivals with Texas, but but the reality is they're not. I mean, they're just not. Uh, Texas has one rival, and it's Oklahoma. You know, I mean, I get it. All the other Texas teams play with a chip on their shoulder when they go up against Texas, but Texas doesn't view TCU, Tech, or Baylor as their rivals. They just don't, even if they have their numbers. It doesn't matter. Texas's rival is Oklahoma, and then, of course, A&M, who I guess they're never going to play again because A&M doesn't want to or something like that. But I love again. It's becoming a really good must-watch game that's close as well. Like this game, you go back to 2013. Since then, every game has been decided by uh, basically 10 points or less. Last year, you had a 10-point margin. Two years ago, it was four. Uh, 2017, a one-point game. 2016, a five-point game. 2015, a three-point game. 2014, a four-point game. So think about that. That's a very nice run of close games and games that go down to the wire. So that's pretty exciting stuff. And I'm very, very encouraged uh, by this game getting a good slot by Fox. Three o'clock, good for them, doing the right thing and then you have bedlam. I you know this is a game where you know Mike Gundy has got to go into this thing with some type of pressure, right? He's 2 and 13 in this matchup. Oklahoma owns them. The last time he won it was 2014 the Tyree Kill game, OU and 8 and 5 that year. He won it back in 2011 of course when Oklahoma State should have played for a Big 12 title had they not blown that game against Iowa State. Or lost that game, I should say. They didn't blow it. They just lost it. They dominated that game 44-10. But Mike Gundy is 2-13 and 13 in this matchup. That's terrible. I, and this is the golden era for Oklahoma State football. Think about this. It's the best Oklahoma State football has ever been. They've been on the verge of conference titles. They've won one. They've been in the conversation multiple years. And we're not saying you got to win a Big 12 title, but you got to beat Oklahoma. And they can't do it. They just and and most of the time it's not even close. Two years ago was that one-point game, the 48-47 game in 2018. But last year, 34-16. Three years ago, 10-point game, 62-52, 38-20, 58-23. I, you know, and then you had the win back in 2014, but it just it hasn't been close. Now The COVID year, obviously, some of the shine has worn off of college football in general, like it has every sport. So it's not like if Mike Gundy doesn't win, he's getting fired. Uh, The college sports world is in such upheaval. Nobody's going to make a rash decision like that, unless you're Texas where the boosters' pockets are so deep and nobody cares, and it's like we're sick of Tom Herman, he's out. Outside of that, there's not going to be a lot of movement. I don't believe there's going to be a lot of movement this offseason in college football, and the reality is this. Mike Gundy's still got to you know, top 15 team for most of the year. So Oklahoma State fans going to complain about having a top 15 team? Are you really going to do that? Uh, you know, he's he's doing it. He's got a great defense. It's the offense, especially the offensive line. That's a little shaky. So as much as I want to say, the pressure's really on Mike Gundy. This is his chance. Going up against a freshman quarterback, redshirt freshman quarterback in Spencer Rattler, with a really good defense. He's got to win this game. If Mike Gundy loses... And, you know, you look at the Oklahoma State schedule, they would then be, uh, what, five and or they'd be four and two in conference play, five and two overall. They've got then Texas Tech, TCU, and uh, Baylor, because that game was postponed from October to end the season. If they win those three games, they'll be favored in each one of those games, probably by double digits. They're seven and two in Big 12 play. They're eight and two overall. They're playing in a very good bowl game, and they're probably a top 15 team in the country. Is that going to be a failure for Oklahoma State? It shouldn't be, and that's why as much as I want that pressure to be on Mike Gundy, because I want it to be there for Oklahoma State fans where they don't go into every bedlam and they're like, "Yep, no shot, we're going to get blown out. You know, even if we're a top 15 team, we can't beat OU. It's just how the world works for us. I want them to be able to put that pressure on Gundy, but I got to be realistic too and say, is it really going to change anything if Oklahoma State loses this game and then takes care of business the rest of the way as they should and as I expect them to no matter what happens on Saturday? I don't believe so. I don't. I mean, Mike Gundy is Oklahoma State football until proven otherwise. Mike Gundy is Oklahoma State football, and I just. I don't see how this weekend is going to change that. So I want there to be that pressure on Gundy for you, the Oklahoma State fan. But I also say, is it realistic? And I can't come to the conclusion that it is. I just can't. It's just tough because if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you're in this golden era of Cowboys football. But OU's in a place where, you know, they've won five straight Big 12 titles. They've got a rock star head coach in Lincoln Riley. And you know what? They are competing for a college football playoff every stinking year. So th- there you go. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And by the way, Bob Bowlesby telling XM over the past few days that there have been talks about possibly the New Year's Six Bowls being in jeopardy due to COVID, and they are hopefully working out some plans on pushing those back if, if, if. They need to be. Uh, Right now, the college football Plus semifinals are scheduled for January 1st at the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl. National championship slated for January 11th in Miami. So just something to keep an eye on here as we move forward. Coming up, we do it every week. Uh, We will dive into our power rankings in the Big 12 Conference. Top to bottom, 1 through 10. We'll do that coming up next on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Before we continue with Barry, uh, this is a huge week for the Big 12, guys. I mean, we've been talking about it all week, and we're going to continue to talk about it. But if there's ever a week to get in and, you know, get a little Big 12 action going, it's this week with our friends at mybookie.com where the promo code BIG12, big One Two gets you that 100% sign-up bonus when you use our promo code BIG12. You've got Farmageddon, Iowa State, Kansas State, 3 o'clock, rolling into Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State at 630. And these are just the back-to-back games that you dream of as a Big 12 fan. So, uh, you know, I'll have my usual picks here on the show. And last week was a good week for us going 2-0. So I feel like the mojo is coming back. And either way, even if you bet against me, that's fine. Fade my picks. Have fun with it. Whatever you want to do. Have yourself a little bit of fun this weekend. Uh, There's only a few weeks left in the season. And you can ask for a better back-to-back stretch here than these two games this weekend if you're a Big 12 fan. And at mybookie.com, the promo code BIG12, you get free money to use in your Big 12 picks this weekend or any other college football or NFL picks as well. mybookie.com, promo code BIG12, BIG12. So as we like to get into each and every time this week, we get you our Big 12 Power Rankings as we get ready for a loaded weekend of Big 12 football. I'm Pete Mundo. The website is heartlandcollegesports.com. where are your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, but the amount of great written content that is on the site right now uh, you guys are gonna love it. Uh, it is it is uh, so good, so in depth. Stuff on Bedlam, stuff on Farmageddon, uh, and obviously those are two of the biggest games of the season to date in this conference. So it's all right now on the website. Please be sure to go check it out and uh, jump on our message boards as well. All right, we have message boards that we want to be you know welcoming Big Twelve fans onto to interact with fan bases from across the conference. Good chance to talk a little smack and see what's going on around the league. So be sure to go and join our big 12 forums. It's free at heartlandcollegesports.com. Just click on the members forum at the top of the page. All right. Number one this week, remember not a lot of action last week, so there's not going to be a ton of changes here, but number one, the Oklahoma Sooners, they were in the top spot last week. They had the weekend off. They deserve to remain in that number one spot this week, but, um, It'll all be on the line. The number one spot is on the line this weekend when Bedlam kicks off at 630 on ABC, and we've got College Game Day going to Norman for the big matchup. How about that? At number two, the Texas Longhorns. Texas sitting in that second spot, and you know what? They've won two in a row. Oklahoma State and West Virginia. I don't know if the hot seat is cooling off any for Tom Herman. For some, it may not be, but either way. We've got the power rankings in Texas at number two this week because, hey, this team can still uh, make a Big 12 championship game, which, let's be honest, seemed impossible two to three weeks ago. At number three, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, where they were last week, and the Pokes also off this past weekend. And we'll get into the preview of this weekend's game for Bedlam coming up here later in the show, but I hope the Oklahoma State offensive line got itself together this past week. I'll just leave it at that. At number four, the Iowa State Cyclones. They also were off this past week. Farmageddon is this weekend and not exactly coming off their best performance against Baylor. And now you got to face a Kansas State team that has been a thorn in Matt Campbell's side ever since he got to Ames question is can he pull off the win uh that's the big question for iowa state number five west virginia they were on the field dominated tcu and as i talked about on my sunday podcast which i hope you go subscribe if you're on the radio what could have been for west virginia had a couple of plays gone differently for this team the season may look a whole lot different i think about the texas game last week or two weeks ago now where Neil Brown did not kick that field goal early in the fourth quarter, trailing uh, by four. So then late in the game, after a turnover on downs, he can't just kick a field goal to win the game. He's got to go for the touchdown. And, of course, uh, they did not get that score, and it ended up being a Texas victory. And then the loss to Texas Tech, where Jared Dagey throws it to Sam James in a screenplay in a tie game with uh, West Virginia in a very good spot to go down and win the game. And instead, James had it stripped, recovered by Zach McPherson for the Red Raiders. He took it 42 yards to the house, and Tech won the game 34-27. If those two plays go differently, this season might look a lot different for the Mountaineers. They're number five in the power rankings this week. At number six, the Kansas State Wildcats. They're up a spot um, from number seven last week, but that's more because of what happened elsewhere in the conference. They didn't play. They had a tough loss two weeks ago against Oklahoma State, a bye week. They're dealing with some COVID issues. We'll see what that means for them this weekend. But with that being said, the Wildcats come in at number six this week. At number seven, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And give them this. They didn't give up. You know, Tech was down 20-6 to in this game in the third quarter against Baylor. They came back and they won 24-23. For a team that's been struggling, for Matt Wells, who's going through a tough year too, For a fan base that in too many cases has turned on Matt Wells, I don't think that's fair, you know, a year and a half into the job. you got to give credit to this team. They come back and they win this game when they're down two touchdowns in the third quarter with not exactly a lights-out offense. And credit to Alan Bowman. The guy comes in for Henry Columbia quarterback, and he leads this team back to a victory. And I would have no issue whatsoever if Matt Wells goes back to Bowman and quarterback moving forward, no matter what the status is, of Henry Columbia, no matter what. At number eight, uh, the TCU Horn Frogs. Last week, I of at five, they looked bad. There's no other way to put it. TCU looked bad. They might be a year away, but that now makes it three straight mediocre seasons in Fort Worth. That's unheard of under Gary Patterson. He's not going anywhere, nor should he. But at, at the same time, three straight years of mediocrity. After a bad performance in Morgantown. And the defense not living up to its usual standards either. So it's been another disappointment for the Frogs. No way around that. At number nine, Baylor Bears. They are down from number eight last week. And speaking of disappointments. I mean, you blow a 14-point lead against Iowa State two weeks ago. You blow a 14-point lead in the second half against Texas Tech on Saturday. Uh, it is just, it's a bad scene. I didn't think Baylor was going to compete for a Big 12 title for a second straight year, but still, this is not what anybody in Waco had in mind for Dave Aranda's debut. And not that, once again, the expectations were sky high, but man, oh man, uh, this is not a good scene for Baylor that's sitting with one win and is likely looking at, you know, a, a a one-win season, unless they're able to pull off a big upset here down the home stretch. That's just the reality for the Bears looking at 1-8 and eight with a win over uh, Kansas in the season opener. Speaking of Kansas, they're at number 10 in the power rankings. The Jayhawks, of course, not playing, but that's uh, the best news for KU. That means they could not lose a game. So KU at number 10 in this week's Big 12 power rankings. All right. So let's also get into just some of the drama here. Tom Herman, he addressed the Urban Meyer rumors. Not sure if you saw that, but obviously there's rumors around Urban Meyer. He's going to be the guy that's going to go to uh, Texas. They're going to fire Herman. He's going to turn around the program like he did at Florida, like he did at Ohio State. Tom or Urban Meyer is the kind of guy where he goes somewhere, he burns out in like three to five years, four to five years, but he helps you get to national championship contention and he is able to put the program in a position where he hands it off all right he's done that very well at Ohio State Ryan Day's got that thing humming and I, I think that I think that Urban Meyer might have one more going him you know he's not an old guy at all I know he's had the health problems but he's 56 he's a young man I think about how long this guy's been around he's a young man he got the Florida. 15 years ago now. He was 41, which Lincoln Riley says, hold my beer. But, you know, still, by college football coaching standards, that was young, and he's still young. Heck, you know, some guys are going to do this till they're 75 years old, 20 years from now for Urban Meyer. So I know he's got health problems, or he's had some health problems. He obviously, you know, is, is prone to burnout. That's what he does. At Ohio State, he was there for six, you know, 2012 to 2018. Uh, but... Don't tell me that doesn't entice the big money folks in Austin, okay? It does. You better believe it does. But Tom Herman went on in a five-minute monologue about it uh, when he was asked about it this week, about the speculation that Urban Meyer could replace him after the season. He said, quote, I'm concerned about our players. I'm concerned about the program. I'm concerned about beating Kansas this weekend. It gets exhausting more than anything to have to extinguish all of these unfounded baseless claims that are hidden behind unnamed sources and agendas and i don't know why it's more here at texas than other places but it is and it's something that we deal with on a daily basis it's because you're at texas that's why come on man you know that You, you know the deal tom it's what you sign up for when you take the job at texas All right, you compete for Big 12 and national titles, and if you don't, half the fan base is going to call you to get fired. Uh, That's just how it works. It was a little bit whiny. Now, do I think it's going to happen? I don't. My gut says no, but the speculation is going to be out there. So hold your horses here going into the offseason, and how Texas finishes the season is going to be telling as well. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Coming up next are Big 12 picks for this weekend. Big matchups. That's next. I don't know if you guys know this, but two out of three of you will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the age of 35, and the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. That's where keeps comes into play. Yes, K-E-E-P-S, keeps, like keeping that hair on your head. And Keeps is one of only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. Keeps treatment typically takes between four and six months to see results. So it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. So find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication keeps treatment starts at just 10 bucks per month plus for a limited time you can get your first month free and how do you do that well you go to keeps.com slash heart to receive your first month of treatment for free that's k-e-e-p-s.com slash heart get on it now you won't want to miss out and stop dragging those feet keeps.com slash heart Well, the final few minutes of the show is always where we do our Big 12 picks against the spread. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet, and let's get right into it here this week. And let's start off with the first game of the day, the most predictable game of the day, and that is the Texas Longhorns taking on the Kansas Jayhawks. And actually, before we get to that, uh, the picks last week went 2-0, and so we're back on a positive track, all right? We're back in a good place is where we're at here after last week's picks, which, just to remind you, we had West Virginia minus 3 against TCU, and we had Baylor plus 1.5 against Texas Tech. So, I, you know, I thought Baylor was going to win outright, but, hell, I'll take a cover. Point and a half, I'll take the cover. You lose 24-23, that's a winner, baby. That's a winner, all right? So 2-0 last week on the picks. And let's get to them this week here. Start with Texas, Kansas. All right, so uh, I have made a lot of money betting against Kansas this year. That's a reality for you. I didn't bet against Kansas once. It was in the Iowa State game, and it's the one that I lost. So guess what? I, I like to think of myself as a fairly quick study. Not the quickest study, but a quick enough study. All right, so I'm going to give myself uh, the ability to have a quick learning curve. And for that, I'm going to take Texas minus 29 against Kansas this weekend. Think about last week or two weeks ago now. Last time Oklahoma was out uh, playing Kansas, it was a 38 and a half point spread. And Oklahoma covered that spread by almost 20 points. Uh, They beat KU 62 to nine. Meantime, you want to go to uh, Iowa State. They were a 27.5-point favorite, and that was the game where I bet KU, and KU came close, but Iowa State ultimately covered. Uh, Go to the week prior, and it was Kansas State as a 20-point favorite against KU, and Kansas State won that game by 41 points. I know that Texas plays up and down the competition, but this team is so supremely talented to anything that KU is going to put out on the field. That I don't see how, any way, that Texas does not get this done. Texas wins running away and covers the twenty-nine points in Lawrence on Saturday. Let's go to Farmageddon. Two really good games this weekend in the Big Twelve. Iowa State is a ten and a half point favorite in this game, Um, and I am going to roll with Kansas State to cover the ten and a half points. Now, there's no doubt that. Iowa State is the more talented team. But if you look at this game and you look at how close these two teams have been, especially in recent years, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how close this Farmageddon matchup has been uh, over the last almost decade and a half. In the last 12 meetings between these two teams going back to 07, all but one has been decided by 10 points or less. That was 2013. Nine of the 12 games have been decided by a touchdown or less. And by the way, has anybody seen the uh, forecast for Ames, Iowa, on Saturday? Have you looked at that? Saturday, uh, there's a chance of snow. It's going to be cloudy. Temperatures in the low 40s, probably by the end of the game. You're looking at the uh, you know low to mid 30s. It's what you're going to be getting in Ames. So it's just got a classic November again matchup written all over it. And even just the last uh, couple of years. Last year was Kansas State pulling the upset, winning by 10. Two years before that, Iowa State won by four. 2017, K-State by a point. 2016, K-State by five. 2015, K-State by three. Uh, and and Matt Campbell, as as great as he has been during his time in Ames, you know, he, I, I would say Kansas State's been a bit of a thorn in his side. All right? And I know Kansas State's got its COVID problem, so I'm not going to sit here and predict an outright win. But if I'm getting double digits in Farmageddon, With Chris Kleiman and this Kansas State Wildcats team, I'm going to take it. Kansas State has been a covering machine here, by the way. 5-1 against the spread in their past six games. Meantime, Iowa State has been overbought a lot lately. 3-8 against the spread. 3-8 in their last 11 games. And as talented as Iowa State is, you know, with the tight ends, with Brock Purdy, with Brees Hall... The offense is the sixth most efficient offense in the Big 12, based on those efficiency stats that are done. And the defense ranks eighth in efficiency. As good as that front line has been and and can be, eighth in defensive efficiency, K-State is fifth on both sides of the ball. Classic Kansas State, very consistent. So with all that being said, because it's Farmageddon, uh, because of how historically close this game has been, and because of the fact that you know Iowa State continues to be just sneaky good coming off a of bye week, uh, I am going to take Kansas State and the 10.5 points against the Iowa State Cyclones in this game on Saturday up in Ames. All right? And there's no doubt that Iowa State should be the favorite. I would take them out right, but I'm not giving anybody right now over 10 points. Not in this one. No way, no how. So I'm going Kansas State plus 10.5 in farm again. Then we go to Bedlam, the big matchup on Saturday night in Norman College Game Days in Town. Oklahoma's a 7-point favorite and I'm going to roll with the Sooners to cover that touchdown spread. These two teams are trending in different directions. Oklahoma State's 3 and 3 against the spread this year and they've lost 2 in a row against the spread. Oklahoma 5 and 2 against the spread this season and they are 4 and 0 oh in their last 4 games against the numbers. So Oklahoma is hitting its stride. We know that Lincoln Riley in November is in a very good place. 13-0, Lincoln Riley in the month of November. We know Mike Gundy's got his issues with this game in Bedlam, 2-13 against Oklahoma. And, you know, I've got concerns about the offensive line for Oklahoma State going up against no, you defensive line that has Ronnie Perkins back and is playing some of the best ball, not in just the conference, but uh, in the country on defensive line. Pro football focus. The last couple of weeks, has had them rated as some of the best defensive line play in the entire country. And yes, it helps when you play KU and Texas Tech, but still, this team is coming together at the right time, and they're hitting their stride at the right time. And for all the talk about Oklahoma State's defense, and there's no doubt it's a very good defense. Listen, I, I picked Oklahoma State to play for a Big 12 title, so I'm not trying to knock them here, but I'm justifying my pick at minus seven. It's Oklahoma that's got the best rushing defense in the Big 12. Oklahoma State is fifth in rushing defense. And this OU running game, Ramondre Stevenson's getting them going. The offensive line is is rocking and rolling as well. We know that Spencer Rattler is going to be comfortable. He's got to protect the ball, but he's going to be comfortable running the ball. And that could give the Pokes some problems on Saturday. On top of that, you want another tidbit? And here's where this game could be decided. Third downs. Oklahoma has the best third down offense in the Big 12. Meantime, Oklahoma State has the best third down defense in the Big 12. Watch third downs. Let's see how those play out. And by the way, on the other side of the ball, Oklahoma State is the uh, second best third down offense going up against Oklahoma's sixth ranked third down defense. So there you go. We're going to go with Oklahoma minus seven in this game against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So the picks to recap them. Texas minus 29 against Kansas. Kansas State plus plus ten and a half against Iowa State. And Oklahoma minus seven against Oklahoma State. I'm Pete Mundo. Leave us that rating, review, subscribe. We've got koozies for you, Heartland College Sports koozies. If you leave a rating and a review right now and send me a screenshot of it to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. And don't forget about the games this week and our picks and our friends at mybookie.com. And that promo code BIG12, BIG12, will get you a 100% sign-up bonus that's doubling your money when you deposit at mybookie.com with the promo code BIG12. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you for our Sunday recap podcast on heartlandcollegesports.com.